Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, early conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I am a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I address on this show. On this Identify and Heal solo episode, I am addressing attachment styles. I'm diving right in, giving an overall definition, explanation for what they are, breaking it out into the different types, offering examples, and generally shedding light on this extremely useful tool of understanding how and why we react, respond, conduct ourselves within relationships. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Identify and Heal solo episode. And today I'm getting into attachment styles. So I wanted to jump into this because I've done a lot of episodes recently about dating, relationships, love, connections, intimacy, toxic relationships, all of these things, mostly about challenges and relationships, right? I do hit on the aspect of soulmates and that healthy relationships are possible, which include a secure attachment, which is the holy grail, the ultimate desirable state of being when it comes to connecting with another human. So what are attachment styles? Well, it's what it sounds like. How do you attach, connect with other beings? How do you feel in your body and your emotions when you start and develop a relationship? So attachment styles began to be studied because it became you know noticeable that certain people acted different ways in relation with others as they got older got into relationships got married had intimacy had connection and it became clear that there was a pattern of a few different types of ways that people connected so psychologists researchers did studies did a whole thing on this and came to some conclusions around it which are very helpful today There's a fantastic book called Attached. It's the book that I read that really was a big lightning bulb about attachment styles where I thought, oh, dang, I feel like I just got called out. There's something here, right? So the idea of attachment styles, that they are established from as early as infancy throughout childhood. So they are developed by our connection with our caregiver, our parent, right? Or if we're not with our parents, whoever is there tending to us, caring for us in infancy and in a childhood. So that secure attachment occurs when we feel secure for the majority of the time when we're a child. Of course, we're still going to cry. We're still going to have, you know, discomforts and such, but we consistently over time find that our needs are met, that we are given love, that we're given attention, that we are cared for. 
So we begin to feel at ease in our body, even mentally as a child, we're developing understanding of the world around us, right? We know when our thoughts get overwhelming, we can't remember our thoughts. It's not like we're thinking like, Hey, where's my mom? She hasn't come to change me in like half an hour and got a dirty diaper. We don't, we're not thinking that way, but you know, the way that our mind is working, the way that our physical body and our emotional body is operating as a child creates very fundamental understandings for the rest of our life. That's why attachment styles are so powerful because they impact us in how we attach to others in later years. So secure, you know, you're taken care of consistently over time, given that love, given the attentiveness, your needs are taken care of. They are met. If you are unsafe, you're held, you're brought into a place of safety, you're cared for. If our caregiver is not capable of tending to us as we're, as we need, because obviously an infant is helpless, right? They need 24 hour care, basically, as far as at least monitoring, seeing that we are okay. If we're crying, if we need something, if we need to be changed, need to be fed, need to sleep, whatever it is. And if that is inconsistent, then we start to develop this sense of, I don't know, right? Again, as children, we're not thinking like, wow, you know, where, where are my parents? Where are my needs being met? However, in our cellular body at a deep emotional level, as a young infant, we're getting a sense of the world around us at all times. If we're not consistently taken care of, then we develop insecure attachments. Insecure attachments have three different types. There is anxious, avoidant, and then disorganized, which is also known as fearful avoidant. So we're going to dive into all of that stuff in this episode. If you're like me at all, then it's very eye-opening and can bring a lot of awareness as to why we engage, act, respond the way that we do in relationship with others. As I always offer to my clients, it also helps us see that it's important to have compassion for ourselves and kindness. If you've had frustration in relationships, if relationships haven't worked out, if there's been struggles because of some of these attachment style issues, it's not your fault, right? It's something that was, again, fundamentally established from the time you're born. So the good news though, and then I'll get down to the specifics of each, is that yes, secure is the ideal place of feeling fine just with yourself as you are, feeling that you don't need somebody else to attend to or go away. I'm giving you a hint about anxious and avoidant to be okay. You are good how you are. Most of us develop some codependency. I'll just go ahead and call it that, right? That we either need somebody or we actively need to prove that we don't need somebody in a relationship rather than just be at peace with ourselves, which is secure. It is a spectrum, right? So if you have anxious over here, avoidant over here, and then there's secure in the middle, most of us are working throughout our lives to move to that secure place, right? It can be frustrating if we meet someone, we really like them. They are, you know, everything we've hoped for. We have a great connection, great intimacy. They're kind, they're understanding, good communication. But these attachment styles can bring up defenses, various responses that 
are conducive to fighting and to tension and trouble in relationships. So the more that we can identify them, we can work on them, we can be aware of it, and then we can do other work as well to get to that secure place, which is ultimately always an inside job, but you can do the work with your partner, which is powerful. Okay, so let's get started with secure attachment style. So again, secure is like it sounds, you're good. You're good, (laughs) right? I mean, it doesn't mean you tolerate poor behavior and like, I don't care. It means, as I said, that you're not dependent or needing something particular to meet your emotional base needs. I'm not talking like, again, like someone can treat you bad or not give you the emotional connection you need, but it means that we don't push people away and we don't pull people in. That's ultimately what the two are, right? Avoidant. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. So if you do something I don't like, bam, I will ice you. I will slam the door in your face. Anxious is that never trusting that somebody actually wants to be with you means what they say has real feelings for you. So you're constantly trying to hold on to it, have enough validation that yes, this is what I have. So it's like grabbing or letting go secure is the middle ground. I talk about this a lot in the show and it's funny how different facets all it's like the same trifecta shows up in every part of life you're either pushing pulling or at rest and ultimately let's go ahead and throw in that the divine feminine state is that resting state i know my value i know my worth i know my divinity relationships are a beautiful experience but i don't need them to show me any of that i know right i'm not worried about that if you think of anxious and avoidant it's as if you're not sure if you're okay. You're not sure. You're not in that secure place of, yeah, I'm fine. If this relationship doesn't work, if it does work, you know, if we get in a fight, if we get upset, if they act the way I don't like, I'm still fine. That's secure. Secure is actually broken down into four specific facets. The first, and these are different facets, aspects that are present in a secure connection. So the first is attunement. And that means that you and your partner are attuned to one another. Many partners may spend a lot of time together, may have, you know, a great times together intimacy, but attunement means you actually are connecting with one another. You're attuned, you're tuned into each other, how you connect, right? How you um, are able to understand one another, communicate with one another. You're just attuned to each other's needs, to your, you know, your current state, right? Without trying to argue against it or fight it, you're You have attunement tuned into one another, which is powerful. All human connection is based on attunement, including your attunement with yourself, right? If you're constantly trying to avoid who you are and what's going on within you, if you're not tuned in, then it's going to be constantly trying to avoid or escape yourself. It's important to be attuned to each other. So you actually are understanding each other. Then there's trust. You can't feel secure unless you trust someone, right? With the other, you know, with the insecure attachment styles, it's almost a given that your your default is going to be a lack of trust, right? Because you're insecure about it. You're like, can I trust them? Can I not? Secure more comes in with a baseline of trust. I will trust you until you prove otherwise. Uh, The other insecure places kind of come in with a baseline of I will not trust you. That's my, you know, I'm going to walk into this with a lack of trust until you prove me differently which you can tell that can cause some issues. I know I've been there. Probably many of you have too. So 
Trust. Trust is key to feel secure. How can you feel secure if you can't trust that this person is honest with you, that they're being open with you, that they're truthful, that they mean what they say, that they're reliable? All of these things fall into trust. You are trusting who they are. You are trusting that they are in this committed relationship with you, that they see you, that they hear you, that they will honor, that they will honor you. There's a lot of tr- facets to trust, right? Like there's a lot of things that you're trusting in another person when you're in a relationship with them. So that's key. The more components of that, of trust that you have, the more secure the attachment is. Then there's safety. You of course want to feel safe with a person, right? I remember telling somebody once that, that our connection wasn't working because I didn't feel safe or secure, which is the next one. And (laughs) when I talked to them about, they're like, I thought you were worried I was going to hurt you like physically. And I was like, okay, well that's, can be a component of it. And I apologize. Like I apologize for the not clarifying, but what I meant was emotionally, right? Safety, emotional safety means that again, you're, it all kind of comes back to trust that you feel safe in their presence, that they mean what they say, that their intentions are true. So when you're with them, you feel at ease, right? You feel safe when you're at ease, right? Like let's say there's a big storm outside and you come inside and it's dry and not stormy (laughs) in the house. So you're like, okay, I feel safe. I feel safe from the wind. I feel protected. You feel safe. We want, we need people who make us feel safe in their presence that we're not going to be harmed, right? It It can be physical, of course, but more commonly it's emotional. Again, relationships are the greatest breeding ground for growth and discovering our challenges because we are putting everything on the line. We're putting ourselves out there and we're saying, I'm trusting you with my safety that you will do your best to do no harm to me, both physically, mentally, or emotionally on all levels. Safety is key to feel safe in someone's presence. Then there's security. They go hand in hand, but secure is more the idea of, okay, I feel secure enough to take this next step with you because again, I trust coming back to trust. I trust that you are aligned, that we're attuned in what we want from this connection, where we're going together. I feel secure in your feelings for me. I feel secure that when you tell me you will be faithful, that we're being committed, that you will honor that. So I feel safe that I won't be harmed. I feel secure that we are in this together, that I, that what you say is what you mean and that I can be open, that I can just let my let it all out, be who I am, share vulnerable experience with you, share exciting times, but also challenging times, right? Because relationships, again, it's it's everything's on the table. You're going through life together. It's a beautiful thing, but it's scary. Have you ever been with somebody where you thought things were great and then shit hit the fan and they were out? I mean, talk about a lack of safety. You're like, I thought I was safe with you. I thought that you we would you know, you wouldn't bail on me. I thought we were taking care of one another. I thought I was secure. Let's say you have like a big emotional challenge in life. You know, maybe like the loss of a loved one, you're experiencing grief and suddenly your partner just kind of abandoned you because they are like, I don't know how to like deal with feelings. That takes away that security, right? Again, you need to feel safe and secure emotionally, mentally, and physically with your partner. And that's all you need. Then you're secure. So you can see why it's something that we're all working towards in our life is to get to that place. Some people, I think because of their childhood, because of relationship experiences are, their baseline is more secure. I I think most people though are more at one either end. 
Okay, so there's the cure for you. Again, the Holy Grail, our, our ultimate destination. Insecure attachments, as I said, break into three different types. There is anxious, avoidant, and disorganized, the fearful avoidant. So anxious, insecure attachments. Anxious develops when, as we were, we were speaking to, you can't trust that somebody, that you're safe with them, that it's secure with them. Anxious types are the ones that, um, you know, might text you 50 times if they don't hear from you. They might be constantly asking for confirmation and validation about the other person's feelings for them, the other person's intentions for them, that they really mean what they say, that they really like you, that they really want to, you know, move forward in a certain direction. It's, you know, a sense of not feeling at ease, not feeling like you can, as we said, secure, just sit back, trust the process, trust that you can trust your partner. You're constantly feeling like you might lose somebody. Anxious attachment is often related to abandonment. So again, back to childhood, like if, you know, parents didn't have time for you and you felt like you were left alone, children are not meant to be left alone for a long period. They're meant to be attended to cared for, love, shown that they are secure and safe. So you develop that, if you develop a sense of abandonment, then you're going to have that anxious. Like, are you going to leave me too? You've ever dated someone like that? You know, it happens where they're like, oh, you too. You're going to leave me too. Don't leave me. And that can lead to all kind of gnarly stuff. You know, nobody wants to feel pushed or pressured that they can't reassess the relationship if it's not working. Somebody who's saying like, we have to be together. We have to promise that we'll make this work. Nobody can promise that. But an anxious person is feeling like they need that. It's like they want to sign it, right? In ink, that this will go the distance, that you will always love, honor, and respect me. But all we can ever do our best at is to keep doing that each day. But challenges come in, things change, and we reevaluate. And there might come a time where they say, I don't feel that this is working. And that's really challenging for an anxious person because they take it personally. Again, it becomes kind of fundamental, this belief that maybe there's something wrong with me because I, you know, wasn't tended to, I didn't feel secure. They're not thinking this mentally. Most of us are not aware of how we felt as a child, but we sure feel the, the repercussions. We feel that cellular state, that foundation of our attachment style. So anxious is going to you know, really feel that they can't trust and that they can't trust that they will have their needs met. That's a big thing, right? They're, again, they're always be asking for reassurance, confirmation, validation. Are you going to take care of me? Are you going to still love me? What if this happens? What if that happens? Will you still love me? So bringing it back to what I was saying, that the secure person knows their value, knows their worth, that divine feminine energy, they're not asking someone else for it. Anxious attachment styles tend to be asking someone else for that. Show me, show me that I am safe. Show me that I will have my needs met. Prove to me, promise me, show me that I am okay, that I am lovable. They often need like a lot of validation about how they look, about their partner's attraction to them, their partner's love for them, their partner's devotion for them, pushing and pushing for that because they don't feel that they, they can trust it because they're anxious. So that can be challenging, right? And of course, again, there's spectrum. Some people are like pretty farly anxious where it's hard to have any kind of relationship specific, specifically, particularly a romantic one. 
Then there's the avoidant attachment set type. So this is kind of the polar opposite, right? Where it's like, I don't need anybody. I don't need you. Okay. I'm self-sufficient. I'm the lone wolf. I can take care of myself. I didn't want a partnership in the first place. I was just kind of trying this out with you. I'm, I'm giving like a, you know, the extreme example, but it's the person that's like, I don't need this. So, you know, if we want to explore this together, that's fine. But if anything happens that makes me feel like you might be questioning whether you like me, love me, want to commit to me, if you're going to criticize me, if you're going to reject me in any way, then I'm out. It's also somebody who just in general is feeling like they don't want to deal with uncomfortable situations, right? They'd rather avoid it. If you you picture a fight between an anxious and avoidant, which I'm sure many of you have, which by the way, a relationship between an anxious and avoidant can be very challenging because the scenario, you have an anxious person, you have an avoidant person. You get in a giant fight, it's 10 p.m. The avoidant is like, I need to go to bed. I need to go get some space. I need to be with myself. I need to not keep pushing and fighting with this. I need to go. The anxious says, no, we need to resolve this tonight. We can't go to sleep angry. We have to figure this out. We have to knock down, drag this out until we get it resolved. Because they're anxious. They're afraid. Are you going to leave? If you you mean take space, you're, you're going to leave me? You're never coming back? You're moving away? You're breaking up with me? <laughs> Again, I'm giving the extreme examples. But that's what's kind of going on. And you can see how that's challenging. Avoidant also wants to believe that they can take care of all of their needs on their own. So again, they kind of went the opposite way. The anxious says, I don't think I can take care of my needs. I don't think I'm, I'm not going to get my needs met. And the avoidant says, I can take care of them all on my own. I do not need someone else's validation, confirmation, reassurance, none of that. I can do it myself. And if that gets challenged, I will push you away, right? So they really just don't want to feel that their emotional state, that their needs are in the hands of somebody else. They want to be able to take care of things on their own. All right. And then we have disorganized attachment style. So this is interesting. This is sort of a hybrid. They call it the fearful avoidant. So, and this is often associated with those who maybe were raised in a very chaotic, a violent household where there was intermittent um, love, but then fighting, possibly even abuse. So not only was there sort of this anxiousness established because they didn't know they might get their needs met. Sometimes they might not, but then there was this other factor of actually being harmed by their caregiver or by their environment around them. Right. So that can lead to disorganized, which is kind of, you know, not one way or another, because with those two, with avoidant and anxious, they can be in a relationship, but they will just have these tendencies that will create push and pull and maybe even result in breakups because they're at different levels or they're with their attachment styles or struggling with how they attune with their partner. Right. But disorganized is kind of all over. Like they might feel like they can open themselves to being vulnerable and secure, and then they'll back off and become avoidant. And, but they're all, they'll get fearful about it. Right. So it's almost like anxious avoidant, right. Where you're like, I don't want you, but also do you want me? Okay. But I don't need you, but can I trust you? It's like, the, it's like they're dipping their toe into being safe with a connection, 
but then they push away from it and come back in. So that's disorganized, right? Like they want love. They think they do, but they just can't do it. Some people like this will just avoid relationships altogether, or they'll try them and tend to potentially sabotage relationships, all of that. So it can be challenge. All of these can be challenging, right? Again, we didn't choose these just like so many other things. It's created from a very young age and it creates just that foundation and we can't help it, but we can work at it. Right? So that's the takeaway message. We are all working to make it move into that state of security, knowing that we have, I've spoken of this in a solo episode that we have this place within us, our core essential self, where there is always peace, where there is always calm, where there is no fear, where you know your worth, you know your value. I call this the place of our divine self. It's divinity. I once had a an elderly friend who was dying and she had a near-death experience basically right before she died. It was a moment where she was like just about to cross and didn't. She only lived a few more weeks, but she told me, she said, in that moment, I was like falling to the ground. And then suddenly I moved ease with ease to the couch. There was no fear. There was no pain. So that's when you're like letting go of more of your physical self and you're moving into that essential, true divine self. So I'm not saying that when you're <laughs> securely attached, that you're feeling uh, like a near-death experience where you're like in the spirit realm. I'm just saying that it is that sense of not being fearful. You're not afraid. Am I going to lose this person? Are they going to be able to meet my needs? Are they going to challenge my ability to be autonomous and Miss Independent, those are the things that we're worried about, right? And I'm not saying again that people don't fight in a secure state. It's natural to sometimes feel like you're not meeting my needs or I felt hurt by this comment. But again, that's why attunement is so important. That's the connection piece. That's where you're attuned to one another. Hey, you seem kind of quiet. Are you okay? Well, I actually really didn't like how you responded to when I shared that with you. Communication, it's beautiful, it's essential communicate, being heard, then being understood is so pivotal to a healthy, functioning, long lasting connection. Otherwise, if you're just in this reactive state, reacting from your anxious or avoidant place, then it's just tumultuous. It's fighting. It's not taking that pause to hear each other out to a tune. So we work our way by first identifying where we're at in these different styles. Again, There are secure and insecure attachment styles, secure, healthy. That's the green zone. That's the the glory zone. Then the insecure attachment styles, which is anxious, avoidant, and disorganized, fearful, avoidant. Again, have patience with yourself. If this rings a bell for you, illuminates you, there's way more Uh, resources out there. You can check out again, that book attached is fabulous, but there's a ton of literature and online guides that you can check out to look more into it. Have grace with yourself, have compassion. And remember that identifying is the first step towards healing and you can work with your partner, right? You can do the individual work and the partner work to say, Hey, you're an avoidant. I'm an anxious. How can we work this together? How can we get closer to feeling secure? attuned, trusting, safe, and secure with one another. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. 
That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.